Welcome to the Life Point Louisville podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Sean McGill. For more information about this podcast and for other resources, visit lifepointlou.org. Today, I want to kind of end our series and talk about the power of really being rooted, what it means to be rooted. You know, the Bible talks a lot about being rooted, and, and here, here's what I know. You cannot be rooted if you aren't planted. You're like, wow, you're such a brilliant theologian, Pastor Sean. I know, I'm a farmer by trade. No, I'm, I'm actually not. I know nothing about farming, but today I'm going to speak. Um, today I'm going to use some... Uh, horticultural equipment um, as a metaphor and kind of speak in a parable. To Jennifer, was that the right word? That's a good word. Um, I want to use some, some, of, some of this as an imagery today to, to, to in, a, in a way, speak in a parable. Jesus used parables to, to illustrate certain points to, to maybe bring some spiritual truth. And so I want to do that here in a minute. But here's what you have to know. God's highest calling for your life is not just for you to go to church. That, that, that's not his highest calling for you. It wasn't just going to church, but God's highest calling for you is to actually be planted in the house of God, to be planted and rooted and built up in him. He never, you know, he didn't give his life for you just to sit in a building and hear a preacher. He didn't give his life for you just to sit in a building and, and work. Those things are great and we need them. They grow us and, and we shouldn't forsake the assembling and the gathering together. There's something powerful about the church gathering together and it'll, it'll strengthen you and build you up. But his highest calling for you wasn't just to go to church, but it really was to be planted in him, to be planted in the house of the Lord, to be built up and strengthened in, in him. Psalms 92 says this, and I want to share this with you, and it's really where this comes from, but it says, the righteous will flourish. How will they flourish? Well, like a palm tree, they will grow like cedars of Lebanon planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. Then it gives some, some promises. As, as the righteous flourish like palm trees and grow like cedars of Lebanon, and as they are planted in the house of the Lord, they flourish. And here's the result of flourishing. It says they will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green, proclaiming the Lord is upright and is my rock. I love that. I want to live a life that, that when I'm old in age, I'm still bearing fruit. Anybody, as you get older, you want to get better, right? That, 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 that as you grow in age, that it, there would never be a stop line for you or stop sign for you. There would never be a moment in your walk with Christ where you're like, I guess I'm, not, I'm just going to hang up the towel. I'm done. I've, I, I've kind of hit my prime and I'm all done. No, I, I hope as you continue to grow in him and, and stay rooted in him that you would live a life of continual flourishing, that even in old age, you would bear fruit. There would never be a finish line on this planet for you, but you would grow and bear fruit all the days of your life as you stay rooted in him. And not only would you bear fruit, but you would stay fresh and green. Anybody want to stay fresh and green in their life? You're like, I, I want to I have vibrancy. I want to have joy. I don't want to end this world dried up and withered and, you know, down and depressed. No, I want to stay fresh in my life. I want to stay productive and vibrant and healthy and growing, proclaiming the Lord 
The Lord is upright. He is my rock. Man, I hope I can get to the end of my days and I can proclaim from my deathbed, the Lord is my rock. I've had a life that even in my old age, I've been bearing fruit. That everywhere I went, God was going before me, making me fresh and vibrant. And and I was full of life. Man, I want you to live lives that are full of life. In fact, it's the mission of our church. That, that you would come and that you wouldn't just receive a church, but you would receive a God that wants to make you fully alive. That he doesn't just want to give you life. He wants to make you fully alive. That word flourish means to succeed or to grow or to thrive or to prosper or to increase. I, I want that. I want to live a life where I'm succeeding and growing and, and thriving and prospering and, and increasing. And so you're like... All right, how do I get it? I think it's interesting, two trees that he mentions here when it talks about how how when you're planted, what you will be like. He says, first, you'll be like a palm and a cedar. Well, if you look up cedar, they're they're known for being durable and lasting and, and they have a pleasant aroma about them. Anybody ever, you know, maybe in your house, you have an old cedar chest. It still smells like a, those things are heavy, by the way. We have a cedar chest. It's in my garage because it's as far as, as, far, as far as I could get it. I'm from Arkansas, so just excuse me. Um, I mean, anyways, as far as I can get it was the garage. And so it was heavy. I mean, even empty, it's heavy. But those things are durable. They are built like tanks, and it still f- smells fresh and alive. And so he describes this, this cedar that is long lasting and durable and, and pleasant to be around. It gives off an aroma that people enjoy. And then a palm, a palm, which is a, a symbol of triumph and victory. When Jesus came on his triumphal entry, what were they waving? Palm trees, just a, just a sign of triumph and victory. But both of these, something you have to know about them, and I Googled it just to make sure, is they're both evergreens. Anybody know what an evergreen is? An evergreen is is, is something that produces life year-round, meaning it's always flourishing. It's always green and evergreen and beautiful. And I want that. I want to live my life that way. See, there's several ways that that when I think about this, several things I want for my life. I want to be flourishing and thriving and connected and and prospering and and, and fulfilled. I want those things in my life. You want those things in your life. But but how many of you know it's it's true that sometimes while we want to live flourishing and thriving and, and connected and prospering and fulfilled, sometimes we live spiritually dry. And we're emotionally withering and we're relationally barren and we're financially stressed and instead of being fulfilled, we're, we're constantly searching for something that matters. And that is not what our heavenly father has for you. Our heavenly father doesn't have a life for you where you live spiritually dry, where you're emotionally withering and relationally burying and stressed all the time and full of fear. No, he does want you to flourish and succeed and grow and prosper and stay connected and prospering. But in order to do that, you have to be planted. So I don't know if you know this, but your life is a seed. You you, you are a seed in the hand of God. And a seed can only grow, I'm telling you, this is rocket science today, everybody. But it can only grow if it's planted. And so I want to show you this real quick. This is a packet of seeds. It's a sunflower. 
Some of you, that creeps you out, but it's a big seed, so maybe you can see it. But this is a seed, and many of you can't see it, but this is, is your life. And in the hand of God, you have to know that all of this comes from this. Isn't that fascinating? That everything that this is, flourishing, prospering, full of life, it comes from a seed. I think it's amazing that something so small can produce something so beautiful. Your life in the hand of God, planted and rooted in him, all of this can become all of this. But you got to get planted. See, it, it does no good if I have all of this and I water it, but I never plant it. I, 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 I can't just pour water on it. I can't just do a few things. I can't just show up every once in a while, give God. No, I have to plant myself. I think about our lives and I think about what we want as, as believers. And we want this life, right, a minute ago that's, that, that's flourishing and thriving. And we want all of this. But we look so often barren and withered. I should have brought the dead plant on my front porch, but withered and dry and not succeeding. And, and I just wonder if, if sometimes it's because we, we don't realize that, that, that being rooted and being planted, there's a process and it takes water, yes, and it takes light, yes, and it takes soil and sun and all of that stuff. But, but unless I ever get planted, unless I ever do the hard work of saying, you know what? I'm going to put myself in the hand of God. And I'm going to stay. I'm going to remain. I'm going to show up Sunday and get watered. I'm going to show up to a small group and get watered. And I'm going to trust that the sun and the water and the soil and, and all of that, someday that this will become this. But what happens is, is, is so often we, we're like, okay, grow. Well, God, why don't I look like this? I came to church on Easter. I'm sorry if you only come on Easter. I didn't mean to offend you. God, why? why? I mean, why, why, why don't I look like this? I mean, I, I'm here, but, 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 but I, I came to church, but then somebody looked at me wrong, so I just grabbed my seat and I, I you know, I, I put, took it with me. God, I, I want to be relationally connected, and so I know if I'll get in a small group and I'll let it water me, but no, 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 those people are weird. And I don't, I'm not telling my sin to nobody, so I'm scared if I go there. I'm an introvert, so I definitely can't go get around people. And, and you're relationally barren. But God has a plan for you. And it's called community. He looked at man, and when he looked at man and he made him, he said, oh, this is good, but he shouldn't be alone. He created community. Even, even when you look at the very beginning of the Bible, the, the, the Trinity existing together in, in community. God has always created you to not just be alone, but, 
but to be in community with others. And, and so you've got to know if you, want to, if you want to be connected instead of relationally barren, then you've got to plant your seed in here and then you've got to just give it time. I'm just afraid that what happens so often is we don't give time for our You've got it. He said, those that are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish. See, you've got, when you're planted, if you're going to flourish, the only way that this flourishes is that roots begin to grow. You've got to be rooted. That's why it says, I want you to continue to live in him rooted and built up in him. God, I want you to help me prosper financially, but I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna do money your way. I, I'm not gonna tithe. I'm not gonna, you know, honor you with my wealth. I'm not gonna do all that. And then you wonder why in your finances you're stressed and God's saying, if you'll just get planted in my way and you'll do it over time, I promise you, it will become this. The stress can go away when you learn to manage it my way. Like, well, I don't, I, I, I don't have, I can't do that. I, I can't afford that. But yet we give Starbucks more money than we, you know, invest into the kingdom. And then we're like, you know, I, I just can't. And that's real life, right? It's real life. But you're wondering why. And you're like, God's like, if you'll get rooted up in my ways, I've got a plan for you. Well, I don't have time to go to a small group, but you have time to scroll hours through reels and social media. And so God's saying, I have a way for all of these things. Get in your word and remain. I promise you, you won't be spiritually dry. Pray and remain. Be connected to me. I'm the vine. You are the branch. If you remain in me, I'll remain in you. And, and, and you won't live a life dry. You won't live a life withering. Fall in love with his word. Fall in love with prayer and then get rooted in it. Yeah. Don't just kind of like drive by and just, you know. There, in Matthew 13, there's a parable and it talks about a several soils. Yeah. It talks about four different soils and four different paths. It talks about this like kind of pavement that, you know, the seed kind of goes in. Then the birds just kind of pluck it. It never grows any root. It's just like drive by, you know. It's just like it's there and it never gets planted. It just falls on the pavement and, you know, it, it gets ate up. Then you've got kind of the rocky soil that it gets planted in, and then the roots are shallow. And I think sometimes, uh, if, if we're not careful, we'll live shallow lives as Christians. We'll do just the surface stuff, just show up at church, just kind of worship, but all this other stuff that it honestly takes a little work. It takes a little desire. All this stuff that you can begin to, to root yourself in that, that would produce the growth that you want because it's hard, you, you maybe don't and you never get rooted and so your roots are just as shallow as Sunday. And so what happens with the shallow roots is, is they just kind of get washed away. The sun comes and just scorches it and you know, causes it to dry up and wither. You've got the other kind of the thorny path that, that it comes in and then the cares of life choke it out. Because we're so stressed and so worried and we don't know how to cast our cares onto the Lord. And so we live with the cares of life all on our shoulders and all on our back. And it's all about me and what I can do. And we never fully get rooted in him and say, okay, God, I'm giving you the cares of my life. I'm, I'm not going to live amongst these thorns and let them choke me out. And then there's the good soil that 
that when you get planted in it and, you, and then you allow the process of being rooted and growing to take effect that God started all the way in the book of Genesis when he said as long as earth remains, there'll be seed, time, and harvest. When you allow God's way to work, you allow the time, the Bible says it's in that soil that there's a growth of 30, 60, 100 times. And that's the kind of growth I want for you. I want growth in your life where, where, where it's, a, it's an abundance. It's a, it's a 30, 60, 100 time harvest where you look back at the end of the year and you're like, God, I stayed in the soil. I, I remained in the things you called me to. See, I think as pastors, we, we preach these messages sometimes about you need to pray and you need to read your Bible only to have to preach them six months again because you look around and you're like, God, they're just spiritually dry because it's hard to remain. It's hard to do. I mean, you started, some of you started the gym, right? You get it. And then like three days later, it became hard. All these things in our lives that, that, that it's so easy to bail on. And with Christ, it's easy sometimes to bail on it and then just do the bare minimum and think we're going to look like this. And he's saying, no, if you'll do the right things over time, you can look like this. But you've got to get planted. You've got to show up consistently. And so this isn't to shame you. This is just to help you grow. And I know everybody wants to look like this. And so you've got to keep praying. Now, here's the deal. He's not mad at you if you stop. You know, he's not like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to send hellfire and brimstone to them. They just stop praying. No, you just won't experience fruit. Because you'll disconnect yourself from the source of life, and he is not going to do anything to you. You will do it to yourself. So it wasn't him that stopped you from growing. You stopped growing because you just unplugged yourself from the source of power. You uprooted yourself from the source of life. And so you've got to remain in him. You've got to stay planted. Those that are planted in the house of the Lord, the things of the Lord, are rooted and built up in him. They'll flourish. And so your life, it, it really is a seed, but it cannot grow unless it's planted it cannot be sustained unless you get it in the ground. Let me tell you what happens when you're planted. When you're planted, your roots grow deep and wide. It takes time, but they do. I was thinking about trees, and I had to Google a lot of this because I knew nothing about trees. But as I was researching trees, uh, it's interesting, even a palm tree, its roots don't go down very deep. They spread horizontally. And the roots can go up to actually 100 feet, it says, wide. So it's got a big, wide base. That's why when those hurricanes come, man, you'll see houses getting blown over and this palm tree just like bending over. It bends, but it doesn't break. You ever seen that on the news? Like, I'm like, why ain't that thing snapping? It's just got, it's got a wide base. It's, it's roots have had time to grow. And so because it's been rooted... And, it, and, it, and it's, it, it stabilizes it. Sequoia trees. Anybody ever been to California and seen the big giant sequoias or redwoods or anything? It's fascinating. I mean, they can grow up to like 30, 30 stories high. I mean, it's, they're massive. You look and you're like, oh my goodness, there must be a God. How did that even happen? 
And here's the thing about, about the root system in those trees. They only go about six feet deep. They don't go really deep, but they do go wide. And as the roots grow deep, but then grow wide, its strength, what rely, or what, what enables them to stay strong is they begin to interconnect with each other. I think about being planted in the house of the Lord and the strength of being here. See, when you get planted in the house of the Lord and your roots start growing down, they also start growing wide. And what happens is you start connecting with those around you. Uh, come here, guys, real quick. And so I, I come to church. I show up every week, right? I, I get into the house of God. I'm consistent. I'm planted. I go to small group, and I, I get in community because I feel, you know, relationally barren. Come get, get one on each side of me. And I start growing, and you guys start growing. And then what happens is our roots, our lives, they start kind of connecting together. And obviously, I mean, right now, we could take any of you guys on right now. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we'll just charge you over. There's strength in us three men connected. On our own, we can only do so much. But together, if I'm weak and I start falling, they got me. And imagine if, if, if we're all connected together as a church. Man, the storms could come, the rain could come, and I may bend, but I'm not going to break. Because Blake's like, I got you, I won't let you fall. And, you know, it's just like, I'm here for you. Thank you, guys. I know that's just simple, but, but that's what it looks like when you get planted in the house of God. You start growing deep and wide and connecting, and then the person around you who you did not even know, you're going through a bad day, and the person looks at you and says, let me help you pull you up. Let me give you an encouraging word. Let me strengthen you. And that only happens when you're rooted. It only happens when you stay connected and you do not uproot yourself. I think it's interesting that when things get hard, it's like we give God all of this time and we're going, we're going, we're going and then something happens in our job and we're stressed out and the first thing we do is we uproot ourselves from the very thing that is meant to sustain us and we're just like, uh, I'm, just, I'm so stressed, I'm not going to church today. Somebody hurts you. You're like, I'm not giving anybody a chance anymore. They'll never do that to me again. And the going gets tough and we uproot ourselves from God's very plan for us to flourish. And so there's something powerful about, about allowing yourself to, to stay rooted and allowing your roots to grow deep and wide. I love what Jeremiah says. It says, they are like trees planted along the riverbank. The riverbank is a source, water is a source of life, right? With roots that reach deep into the water. See, when you allow yourself to be planted and then rooted, the roots get to get connected to the source of life. And it says such trees, they're not bothered by heat or worry. Isn't that crazy? They're not bothered by heat or worried by long months of drought. See, when I'm planted, there can be drought, but I'm connected to the source and so I'm sustained. So I'm not saying when you're planted that there's never gonna be a bad day. 
well, I'm going to church, but why is all this still happening? Yes, life will happen. There'll be some hard days, but you don't have to worry. You don't have to worry about the drought because you know that your roots are connected to the source. And so you can withstand the water or, or, the, or the heat, and you can withstand the drought because you're rooted in him. When you're rooted, you also can just be assured that, that, that your roots will produce fruit. I promise you that if you will stay planted and stay rooted, all of this will come out of this. Every tree that is planted in good soil that allows the process to work will bear fruit. You will have fruit in your life. Why should I keep showing up? Why should I keep forgiving people? Why should I keep opening the word of God? Why should I keep praying? Why should I keep serving? Why should I keep giving? Because all of this is in this if you do not pull out. He goes on to say this in Jeremiah. It says, when your roots reach deep into the water, such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by the long months of drought. Their leaves will stay green and they'll never stop producing fruit. Remember, even in old age, you'll still bear fruit. And so here's my challenge for you. Stop just going to church. But get planted in the house of God. This year, get planted. You may say, well, I tried it before. I get it. I tried it before. It didn't work. Trees don't grow overnight. Keep trying. I think if we're not careful, we'll get to like this point and want this. It's like, but God, it doesn't look like that. My portion looks smaller. Where I expect to be just doesn't look quite like this. And we don't see the beauty in the little small things we're doing that are producing a sprout. If you look around in your life this year and you do the right things, you may not look like that at the end of the year. You may just look like this. They say, well, I'm trying, it's not working. A tree doesn't grow overnight. You got to stay rooted. You got to stay planted. You got to keep trying. You got to keep showing up. The Lebanon tree, that cedar tree it talked about, it can live 3,000 years. It's crazy. But it grows 12 to 15 inches per year, up to 180 feet tall. It takes 15 years to get to maturity. It takes time. It really does. Younger people, if you're in your 20s in this room, I want you to go find somebody afterwards that's maybe in their 40s or 50s. Just look at their life and realize it takes time. They'll tell you it didn't just happen overnight. If you're in your 60s, I didn't mean to exclude you. Go find someone. I've been praying, honestly, that God would send grandmas and grandpas to our church. Moms and dads that we can look at as just a pillar and say, your life is special. Help me stay rooted. 
I hope you'll join me in that prayer, that we'll start praying that our church would get full of grandmas and grandpas that we can look at as just a sign of being rooted and built up in him. People that haven't bailed. People that haven't quit. People that have said, I'll keep myself planted. And then they'll look at you and they'll say, don't give up. Don't uproot. The palm tree, same thing. Grow up to 80 feet tall. Doesn't actually start bearing fruit though for five to eight years. New believers, keep on. Just, just remain. It may take time to get to that. You may just feel like you're this, but this will bear fruit if it just stays rooted. Its peak production is 30. This is a date palm tree, which is the biblical tree that it was talking about. Peak fruit production is 30 to 35 years. And then it can be productive for a hundred. So two trees that were described that can live a long time, that can be productive and stay fruit producing most of their lives. And that's what our heavenly father says can happen to you. If you'll stay rooted, if you'll get rooted and not bail in the growth process or not uproot yourself when things get hard, but stay connected. Your life, all of this contains all of this. And I want this for you. So as your pastor, here's what I wanna ask you to do. Number one, give God your best year yet. Come to church every Sunday. Be strengthened, but you never know who's going to be around you that needs you to hold their arms up or you may need to hold your arms up. Get in worship. Remind yourself that he is big and you are small. Number two, get in a small group. In a couple weeks, I'll preach on the value of community, but community matters. I think on the 15th of February, Super Bowl Sunday, we'll be launching our small groups. And uh, get in a group this year. Get in community. If you need to grow strong in your walk with God, he's, he's community. And if you have been coming to church for a while and you say, you know what? There's not a group for me. Here's what I want to ask you to do, that you would start a group this year for people like you. So if you've been coming, you're like, there's just not a group that I feel comfortable with. Then start a group with people you feel comfortable with and be intentional growing together. Everyone knows someone in this room that you can invite into a relationship with intentionality of opening God's word, praying for one another, sharing what's on your heart and growing together. And so this year, get in a small group. There's some other things that I think can, can allow you to grow and get rooted in the house. Find a spot to serve. You know, don't just consume, but, but jump on a team somewhere. As God's continuing to grow our church, we're gonna need more people to open doors and raise our kids over there and teach them the word of God. And There's always more people needed for everything we do. There's a place for you here to just get rooted and in doing so, what, what happens when you become someone that serves, 
you then allow uh, an atmosphere to be created where someone new that doesn't know God can come and get rooted. So one, you'll be fulfilled, but two, you'll create an atmosphere where somebody else can be fulfilled. So just take a step this year to get rooted and built up in the things of God and watch your life begin to produce fruit. And at the end of the year, if it only looks like this, give it more time. Give it more time. I promise if you keep doing the right things and stay rooted, remain in Him, you're going to have the life that you want. A flourishing life. And not just the life you want, but God designed you to live. A life that's flourishing. Can I pray for you? Would you bow your heads all across this room? Just a simple metaphor today. Parable that hopefully illustrated what I I believe is a powerful, powerful, you know, life truth in the scripture. If you're in here today and you would say, you know what, this year I'm, I'm gonna commit to remaining. Maybe you're in here today and you were like, man, I was just about to bail, but I'm gonna get planted. I'm gonna get connected. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep showing up. I'm gonna keep praying. Man, if that's you today, I wanna pray for you. Father, I just pray in Jesus' name, all those with a desire this year to just get rooted in you. God, I ask that their roots would go down strong. God, would they grow deep and wide. I pray that fruit would begin to be produced in their lives, fruit that is evident. Father, I pray for every person that's been spiritually dry and emotionally withering and relationally barren. I pray that this would be a year that as they get connected to you and stay rooted and built up in you, that this would be a year where they would be spiritually nourished. God, they would be emotionally vibrant. They would be relationally healthy and thriving. May this year be a year of abundance. And as their life is planted in good soil, basically their seed in your hands, may you produce a harvest of 30, 60, or 100. Thanks for listening to the LifePoint Louisville podcast. If you would like to partner with us in spreading the good news of Jesus, you can give by visiting lifepointlou.org forward slash give or text LCLOU to 77977. Thanks so much. We hope you have an incredible week.